0: Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 77 of the Sunfire Tavern. This is our podcast of gamers and geeks, where we talk about everything going on in the games industries, movies, and TV. With me, Ollie, and my, last, and, and my co-host, Clark. God, that male merge games always industries. gets me. That mail, that mail merge always gets me. Discussing the hot topics from the last few weeks. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunfire Tavern, and listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And you can send us through your questions, comments, and whatever through the Google form linked in the podcast information blurb. Hello, Clark. How's it going, Matt?
1: Hello. All good. Been, good. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks. or oh, is it two weeks since we last recorded? Or a week?
0: I think it's been two weeks, yeah.
1: Okay. It's, it's been time. And there's not been much happening in the video games world other than a few big beats. But yeah, all good. Yeah, there's a big... Uh, well, I guess yeah, there's, there's, I guess one.
0: I guess we've got two two ones two big ones I kinda wanna talk about. But you know, we've uh it's been two weeks, we've had some video games. Mm. i uh, I'm I'm am I'm starting on my my video game my monthly video game quest. Uh which I'll talk about when I've been playing what I've been playing. But um I guess we'll talk about the agenda first of all. So, uh first thing we've got to talk about is obviously what we've been playing, what we've been watching. Um then we've got the sad news that E three has been cancelled this year, which is unsurprising given all the circumstances, but um, it's still sad. So maybe we can Mm. talk about some fun E3 moments that we remember. Uh, That'd be fun. Um, Then we've obviously got the Zelda Tears of the Kingdom gameplay reveal that they gave, um, which was great. I'm very excited for that game. Hey, Um,
1: that sounds like conversation around that point. Oh, sorry. This is the agenda. (laughs)
0: Sorry, sorry. My bad. Okay, then we've got uh, we've got Marvel and DC bits. So we've got the Flash movie trailer, and then we've also got the Secret Invasion trailer. Um, then Clark's put here about Dungeon and Dragons, the Honor, the Honor Amongst Thieves film. I have. have. Have you seen it? I have. Okay. Have I you seen know. it? No, not yet. But I did. I, I have been to the cinema <laughs> this week. So. What uh, did you see? I went to see John Wick four. So. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we can talk about the new Overwatch two hero who came out recently, um, or at least the the that came out. Yeah, it got announced. Nope. Um, then we've got the Harry Potter TV series, Diablo four open beta, more thoughts on that, and then we've got the Marvel's Avengers the final patch is coming for that mm. game. So, Clark, what have you been watching? What you've been playing?
1: Well, a weird one for me. I've been playing Monster Hunter World because I oh. picked it up. I picked it up on my Series X. Uh, having played it only on PS4, yes, um, and I only ever played the base game, I didn't play um, Iceborne. Yeah, me so, neither. So... so, on PS4, the main part um, that kind of took away from the experience was that it, the loading times were just mental. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it took forever to load a, a map. Um, everything was very slow, um, and graphically, while it did look good like things like shadows and stuff just didn't seem very convincing and and i didn't realize while i was playing it that i was actually playing on a much lower resolution experience i was playing on a base ps4 not on the ps4 pro okay so installed it on the series x and immediately like it's zapping through the intro sequence and going like from place to place and i'm realizing very quickly holy crap this is loading in real time like instantly like there's no loading screens here so this this is one part and the next part is that um like, the shadows. So, th- there's bits in the game where a monster will fly overhead and the shadow will reveal what that monster is, but you can't really see it because it's miles up in the air. Yeah. And on the PlayStation, that was just a blocky mess. <laughs> on this, it is, like, beautiful. Like, it, it, it... I mean, it actually makes my heart stop when I see, like, a basil Yeah, fly yeah, over yeah, top of Oh, me now. fucking old. Basil. And... I just can't put this game down. like it is so good on the series x. and i'm I'm finding though, because i'm I'm getting a lot of old games on my series X and playing them again that it's like it feels like they've been remastered, yeah, because the 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 performance enhancements so the sixty fps boosts and the uh, the loading the loading time boosts are just obscene. yeah like, it, it it makes for a different game. I and mean, obviously, it... I'm now getting the the p s four pro. Visuals, which I didn't get on the PS4, so I'm getting all the visual stuff, all the 4K stuff. Yeah, it's it's beautiful.
0: Yeah, I remember. So I played Monster Hunter World on PC, and it was pretty good on on PC. I think like surprisingly good. Yeah. Yeah. But um, that's. I mean, if you're comparing it to P- PS4 original, because my partner was playing yeah, on PS4 at the, t- at the same time, and yeah, I was like, oh, this is uh, very it- different. It- <laughs>
1: It, it was good at the time. I yeah. enjoyed it. I was playing it with my friends. Because everyone else was playing it on PS4 as well. Yeah. We could yeah. all play it. Because it's also not cross-play. So it, it's now uh, on so yeah. many different platforms. Which means if you're playing on one platform, you can't play with all your friends and whatever. Which I'm discovering a lot. Of, like People are like, oh, I'll join you in that. And then they're like, oh, I'm just loading up my PS4. And I'm like, ah, shit. Uh, yeah. um Because, yeah, because of that. But um, I've also got hold of the Tony Hawk's 1 and 2 game. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, which is, again instant loading times i mean it, it's already quite fast on ps4 but it's very very fast on series x and it, that game is just wonderful it's so oh, good. yeah it's but i feel like i'm playing the game i played when i was 14
0: yeah i think they did a great job of like yeah. recapturing like what that game is about right
1: it was incredible Like that wasn't just a remaster to me that was like that that's the game i remember playing when i was a kid but it's the way i remember playing it like yeah it even looks even though it's Massively improved visually. It's the visuals in my in my mind that I remember when I was younger. Mm. You know, we remember PS One and PS Two games looking a lot better than they did.
0: Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's that they've done that. Like, they've made it so that it's, it's it's so it's such a good a good remake. So I've been playing that. Uh, I've got Ace Combat Seven plus all the DLC, which is a surprisingly good game. Mm-hmm. It's a really good arcade shooter. I think Ace uh, again,
0: yeah, like Ace Combat's always kind of been good. It's just like it's not one of those games where you would. I don't unless you're like a big fan of planes and stuff. I don't think you would outwardly go and buy it. But no. I remember I played, I think I played Ace Combat Five on Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. Uh, just randomly, my dad bought it for me, uh, and I was like, "Oh, this game's actually pretty good. <laughs> this game is surprisingly good." <laughs> I was like,
1: "So I've been playing that. Um, play well, I've been playing so much stuff. Like the last week, because I've I've basically I've done two things in the last in the last week, mm. or three things actually. One is I've been very sick." Uh, oh, two, I started with my personal trainer on Monday, so I've been going to the gym every single day with my trainer. Excellent. Um, he is a prick, by the way. Like okay. he keeps making me do exercise, and I hate it. <laughs> it he is a prick. I'm paying for it, and I've yeah. I realise this is my own thing. But he, I mean, it's, in, in his fairness, he's lovely, and he's doing a fantastic job. So. Um, I like he's been showing me how I'm using all the machinery wrong, and uh, um, like showing me how to have correct posture and stuff while I'm doing these different workout, and it makes a massive difference. Like, I feel amazing yeah. at the moment. That's awesome. Um, so, so other than that, I've been playing a lot of games, mm-hmm. um, and also been to the cinema like a couple of times because went to see Dungeons and Dragons, and we're going to see the Mario movie on Friday. Uh, uh, and I also went. What did I go and see the other week? I went to see Fifth Element, like which was just brilliant Fifth in the cinema. Element. Like the yeah, there was a special showing at, um uh God! What was it? What's it called? The Picture House.
0: The Picture House.
1: Um. Well, it's one of the little, like, smaller cinemas. But it's, it's I know what you're
0: talking about. I have forgotten the name of it. Oh my God! I
1: well, we so were just walking past it and saw it, and I just went, "Yeah." They're showing Fifth Element in every- like 15 minutes. You Let's go every- in and watch it. In. Everyman. May have been the Everyman. It's the one with the sofas. So yeah, it might have been the Everyman. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Um. But yeah, we'll watch that in the cinema. That that was just such a good movie to watch in the cinema yeah uh and everyone was cheering and stuff so that was cool uh, but yeah so uh been, just been playing a lot of games um i downloaded the bioshock trilogy again all remastered all 4k those are phenomenal in 4k like bioshock 1 with no loading times and, and up- upscale graphics yeah my god that is that is a game um and yeah, just 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 going through, like, playing a bit of Forza as well, um, and then I also picked up my emulation again, and I've been playing Kirby's Return to Dreamland on the Wii U on my Xbox. Yeah, because it just came out on Switch. They just did the Return to Dreamland remix or something, or, or deluxe edition, whatever they call it. Um, so I thought instead of buying the Lux Edition, I'll just emulate it, and the emulation is, is flawless, it's lovely, it's a really nice game. So yeah, lots and lots of games uh, this week, um, and movies, and then obviously the Mario movie on Friday. How about you, Ollie? What have you been playing or watching?
0: So, I have begun my monthly game, like, roadmap, I guess.
1: Oh, and sorry, it's... I forgot one. StarCraft Two. I, I played a ton of StarCraft Two. Oh. Um, you, you know, we were talking like last time about the arcade. And yeah, I, the cost uh, Yeah. Yeah, and I went back and played jeweled and then suddenly got into, like, um, uh, Income Wars. And, uh, oh, yeah. and I, I played so much Elemental TD. Yep. Oh, my God. So, sorry to interrupt you, but I, I, I forgot that was what I wanted to actually bring up because no, no, I know no, that you fine. have an interest in this. Oh, uh, dude, but, yeah, so I was playing great. Starcraft 2 as well. Yes, awesome. Sorry, now I'm done. Oh,
0: man. Now I want to play some Elemental um but unfortunately i can't because i have i have a game i need to finish first which is i have been playing resident evil 4 remake
1: oh baby
0: so this will be the fifth time i have played resident evil 4 technically um but it is fucking fantastic man it's game of the year for me so far i mean there's not really been that much to fight against but like dude it's so good I could not have asked for a better re- like a better reimagining or remake of Resident Evil Four.
1: I'm like so glad because all I've heard is good things about it and I'm really glad you're enjoying it because I, I know that it's your like beloved Resident Evil game. It's the one that you tried to make me play and I'm definitely gonna play this.
0: It's so good, man. As in like I think if you played if you had never played Resident Evil 4, I think it would be a good game. And even if you have played Resident Evil 4, I think it's still a good game. Like I think there's something They've like done they've done a really good job of like carrying over all the like mechanics and like the intricate stuff from like the original Resident Evil Four and making it like way more engaging. I mean the thing is they did the classic twenty twenty three thing which is uh they just added a parry that like you can parry with your knife which yeah, is, yep, I saw that. of course, of course you can, but it makes the game great, like, it, it makes the game feel a lot more dynamic. One thing that is massively different, and I was like, oh my god, this is the biggest difference, is, uh, because obviously when you're playing Resident Evil 4, on, like, the GameCube, and the PS2, and whatever, like, you can't really have that many enemies on screen, uh, or, like, have many enemies going on at once, Like, I think the maximum number you fight at the same time is probably, like, six or seven, maybe eight, like, AI opponents. Whereas in this Resident Evil, they're just like, oh, nah, dude, like, this is next-gen console shit. So they just give you, like, this... We got this. Yeah, they're (laughs) just combat regions with, like, 16 enemies going on. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how am I... Like, what am I actually supposed to do? Like, you can't... Even me being the nerd I am trying to like conserve as much ammo as possible and play as efficiently as possible like, there's nothing I could do so it literally forces you into situations where like okay I actually just have to run here like I can't like in true Resident Evil fashion like it's like okay actually fighting here is not worth it like the resource management means that like, it's not worth it to fight here so you just run <laughs> but oh man that game is so good like the way that they have kind of kept the campiness of the original game but then kind of made it feel a little bit more real, like a little bit more like these are real people uh is interesting like they told well, they told they, they, they down... called ganados is that the ganados the is ganados? yeah like the the yeah. the evil townspeople thing yeah um so also just to clarify I'm only at chapter 9 which is basically the game is kind of split into three sections where there's like so i'm basically halfway through section 2 maybe going towards the end of section 2 um so yeah and I mean, so far, it's been fantastic. I'm already, I am already, have already been thinking about being... Because I've been playing it on Series X, uh, and it looks fantastic. I've already been thinking about being like, oh, maybe I should like buy this on PC as well, and then nah. I can play it on PC at the same time. But on that mode... Because like, I saw in the achievement list, or like, there's an unlockable, which is like, uh, you have to beat the game in under like five and a half hours, or something like that. I have already gone way past that. But I was like, hmm, maybe on PC, I could then do that especially with, like, aiming with a mouse. Uh, one thing I'll say is that in Resident Evil, there's, like, um, these... There's like In Resident Evil 4, there's, like, these target practice things uh, where there's, like, a shooting range. It's, it's it's pretty stupid. Like, why is this in the middle of the... You know, in true Resident Evil fashion, it's a bit campy. But there's just like, oh, yeah, the merchant just has a shooting range in his basement, and you yep. go and, like, shoot pirates, essentially. Like, cardboard yep. cutouts of pirates. Kind of like Zelda. You know, like, Ocarina of Time, like, the rupee thing? yeah yeah it's very similar to that like same (laughs) vibe right um in resident in this so in resident evil 4 uh the, the original resident evil 4 it played this like really tense music and kind of stuff. But now in the remake it's all like weirdly pirate themed and they play this kind of like somber music in the background <laughs> as you're I love doing it. it. I love it. And like the merchant is also like whenever you hit a good shot he's like oh that was beautiful mate. That was amazing. And he's like like egging you on kind of thing. And I was mm. like what is this? But the so it's really oh, funny. Yeah, because they, they've changed the,
1: the, 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 the voice for yes. the, the merchant because he's like Cockney now isn't
0: he? Yay! Yeah, yeah so like it, it, it's funny because like they he he sounds almost like the original but not quite there and i did it did grow on me over time originally i was like oh man i missed that like welcome kind of thing i mean but what now, are you playing yeah yeah what he, are you buying sorry yeah he still says all the same shit which is great I've, i'm glad they kept that in you know being like got some rare things on sale stranger kind of thing um, but yeah, it's, it's great because they have just given him way more voice lines and stuff. Also, the amount they've really added into, like, the amount of uh, contextual dialogue. Like, for example, if you go find the merchant and you've got, like, a rare item, he'll, you know, he he might, as you walk past him, he might say something along your lines being like, oh, that's no, that, you know, it's not going to be worth anything on your corpse, is it? You know, kind of thing. Or, like, you, <laughs> know, or, like, you know, to try and remind you. Or, like, when you have, because... The other part of the game is, like, it's, like, kind of an escort game because you have Ashley with you. And now they've given Ashley a lot more, like, contextual dialogue as well. You know, she'll be like, oh, you know, you're, gonna, you're going to go sell that thing as I'm running towards the merchant? I'm like, yes, of course I am. Like, but but thank you for reminding me. But obviously it's there to like, kind of remind the player. Yeah, and that's really cute. It is, but it's,
1: it's also to fill the, the air as well. Cause yeah. There's I, a lot of dead air
0: otherwise. I think it's great. Like, they, they, they've really toned, like, I think the, the other thing that's cool is that because, like... You know, Resident Evil 4 being in, like, 2000, I don't know when it came out, like, 2004, like, 2006, something. You know, like, Ashley is obviously, like, weirdly, uh, I don't think she's sexualized, but, you know, she's supposed to be like, oh, there's kind of, like, a happy-go-lucky teenage, like, a bit of a, she's not really ditzy, but she's just kind of, like, overly scared and shit. Whereas, like, Ashley in this game is, like, feels like more of a human being. If you know what I mean? Like it doesn't feel well, like she's yeah, a caricature yeah, of a character. Like she She, she was
1: ridiculous in the first... I remember seeing the memes of her yeah. in, in Resident Evil 4 the the it is two thousand and six.
0: Yeah, around that time, yeah. right, yeah. So um but now it's interesting seeing like uh how they've portrayed Ashley and I think she's I I don't know, I like this Ashley a lot. I think she's very cool. Um, at least the way that she like deals with problems and stuff like that. Like, obviously, she's still scared and shit. But like, you know, she is also weirdly supportive of Leon, which is nice. Um. So yeah. Um. It's it's a lot of fun, man. It sounds good, though. Yeah, it's great. It's so much fun. I'm really excited I've, I've... to see what how they do the last section of the game because that section's really like got a lot of weird shit in it. So, like, I mean, well, I I've got
1: some it. other friends who are playing it, and they're all just raving about it. They're saying it's it's a
0: brilliant game. Oh, it's so good! It's so much it's, fun.
1: It's man. so good that their remasters have been this good as well. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they like what they doing, kept coming. Th- and and this was the big one, right? As in, like everyone was like, "Oh, they're just working their their way up so they can remaster 4 and. Um... Yeah, it's just like... Oh, yeah, because
1: 3 was kind of poor, wasn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They're just yeah. working their way so they can remaster 4. That's the one that everyone's been waiting for. And yeah. honestly, they've knocked it out of the park. It's been oh, good. so good yeah. so far. Um, and yeah, excited to see if they do the... Because I think there was a leak or something. Not a leak, but like some people found references to the DLC. Because there was like a separate side campaign of the original Resident Evil 4 called Separate Ways, where you play as a different character. Um, and there's allusions to maybe they might be releasing that as DLC, which is really cool. Um, I would happily play and play that. Happily, happily, happily. Uh, one bit of sad news I do want to say, though, is that, unfortunately, uh, one of the voice actresses... It's always a voice actress, isn't it? Uh, has is been the, all the hate, hate that she got. Yeah, yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. Ada's voice actress has been receiving a lot of hate, which sucks. Because I think she's doing a great job in the game as well. It's just because she's not like... You know that 2008 kind of like seductress, kind of like overly sexualized thing, and it's yep, like you yep, know, yep, I get, yep. I get that's probably what these people are looking for, but it's like she just, again, just feels. I like I just a don't human. get
1: how these people like, still exist. I don't know, man. Why? I know. Like, I know. I know internet trolling was a massive thing for many, many years. Like, 4chan was a huge thing, and blah, blah, blah. But how are they still there?
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. Look, people are just they, they, they don't like change, right? They just want their, yeah. just, they want well, their. Overly sexualized caricature of people. Yeah, whereas, but these
1: uh, are not these are not the people that were trolling ten years ago. Surely, surely these are younger people now that are doing the same trolling.
0: I don't know, man. That's a good point, and I don't know.
1: Do you see what I mean? Like, like it's been a long time.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't but, know. Yeah, I, don't I, I get it's... frustrated that, that I mean, then again, we're also in a world where Donald Trump becomes president and he's now being arrested.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Very but, good. Uh... But we're in
1: that. We're in the world where those kind of things can happen. Yeah. Exactly. So I guess I don't really understand how so a lot of stuff happens
0: on that. Uh, I guess not. Maybe you know what? I won't. I won't transition there. But I will say another game I've been playing is a game called Terra Nil, which came out uh, I think last week. Um, which is a well, it's being marketed as a reverse city builder, which is that instead of you building a city and Building a ma- you know kind of like building a city and maybe polluting, it's the reverse. So You start on, a, on like a barren wasteland, and the idea is that you bring nature back and you kind of re uh, re like reforest the area, like reinvigorate it. You know, make it make, basically make it look beautiful again. And then you kind of like the the thing is is like at the end once you've like reinvigorated the area and it's all like built up and there's grass growing and clean oceans and you've like kind of uh, sort of recovered the environment the idea is that like you pack up you recycle and pack up all of your buildings and then you kind of just like fly away so it's like you leave it in the state that it should be to R- like remind me the name of, of the game terra nil it was so being advertised we talked like...
1: about this last time didn't we the... most likely yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's... Yeah, yeah yeah i remember this I, mean, I didn't know it was out actually this is one yeah. i had on my witch
0: list yes it's um... out so um the uh, i will also point out if you have a netflix subscription you can play it uh for free on mobile um Because it's a Netflix game. Okay, that's fair to know. Yeah, um, which I was very surprised at. But anyway, I'm playing on PC. Um, But yeah, game looks beautiful. So here's the thing Um, they're marketing it as a reverse city builder, but it's actually a puzzle game. Um, Okay. So, which I think people are not too happy about as in like so the thing is you can turn on there's different game modes as in like you can set a different difficulty setting the default one which is the not like the mid medium one is kind of puzzle gamey ish i Mm. i very much enjoy it but i can understand that some people might have been coming to this game for more of like a zen feeling you know like that's what i'm asking um, is it
1: is it a chill game or is it one that i'm gonna is it like factorio in complexity or is it like is it like SimCity?
0: It's, like more like too Sim, too it's more like Sim it's more like City than factorio but I think if you play it on the easiest difficulty it kind of like then it becomes like a Zen game then it's more okay. about like you know you just kind of retake the the environment as you do so it kind of because how the game works is that your buildings have a cost to build um, but then by reclaiming the environment you also make that money back. So the idea is that like the puzzle game aspect is like the moves you make have to be cost efficient. To make sure that you're always gaining resources or you're kind of like leveling out um but that means that you kind of do moves which look very unsatisfying and by that i mean like let's say you make some grass in like an x shape that means that oh there's now like weird like dead tiles like or like gray like sort of dust tiles in the middle of your grass sections and it looks horrible if you get what i mean it looks very unsatisfying um, but if you play on the easy mode, then you kind of like do whatever you want, which is fine. So you can clean those up. The other thing that I think a lot of people, because it's very unsatisfying, but normally what happens is this is a bit of a, it's not really a spoiler, but it's kind of like the strategy. Um, uh, there's a point where you can trigger some kind of environmental effect. So for example, on the first level, and I think in the demo, uh, it's rain. So rain will start falling, and when the rain starts falling, it cleans up all your dead tiles for you, even if they're not in the range of uh, buildings. Oh, that's cool! And that's how it makes so. Because uh, I was wondering, I was like, "This looks horrible. It's going to be really annoying to like kind of clean up all these things." Then the rainfall started happening, and it just cleaned everything for me. And I was like, "Oh, right, I understand." So they also understand that, and I'm glad that they did um and then the other bit is kind of like you have to basically bring wildlife back into your this is where the puzzle game aspect comes in which is that you have to uh, reintroduce wildlife into your env- into your environment but you have to find like suitable habitats for them um which means that you kind of need to engineer the environment to create the habitats for these animals and obviously if you you, you have to meet like a certain certain number of conditions and things um which again is very puzzle gamey right it's not just like oh i'm going to put some whales here and put like a fox here and put like a rabbit here it's like oh i need to like create a forest with a beehive in it that's on a hill and then i can put a bear here because the bear there's a
1: reason it. to be doing what you're doing essentially yes yeah yeah, yeah
0: yeah um and then yeah but i think it's very satisfying and once you actually finish the game like when there's like there's even a button when you finish a level where it's kind of like there's a button to either go back to the main menu or you click appreciate And then it gives you this very like Zen kind of like slow pan through your like made you know this re inhab like the habitat and with the animals in it and stuff like that. It it,
1: Um, it sounds to me a little bit like Mini Metro.
0: Kind of, yeah. It's got it's got vibes of that. I think Mini Metro is more simplified and it's easier to understand immediately what's going on in Mini Metro. I think with um uh with Terranil you have to spend a little bit more time getting to grips with like the mechanics and things like that, and then once you get that, like I had to replay levels a couple of times to really understand how the mechanics of each level worked, and then was able to like kind of complete them with ease. Um, but I think it's good fun, especially if you have a Netflix subscription. Playing on phone, it did lag on my S twenty a little bit. Uh, at, by the end game when everything's reclaimed and you got a lot of animals walking around, but like, eh. That's,
1: that's Ollie just showing off the S and S twenty.
0: I mean I mean look it's 2023 man look I'm not an iPhone kid I'm not a, like I've just got you know whatever um but yeah uh Terranil, check it out and mm. apart from that I have I am still addicted to Counter-Strike surfing um oh and Merge <laughs> Mansion I have recently started playing Merge Mansion again why I am addicted to Merge Mansion why? I ha- I just need to understand I need to see what... The, I need to understand, man. I need to understand what it is about Merge Mansion specifically that makes me, like... That their game loop is good. Also, did you see... This is the main reason why I started playing again, and I feel like I got got... I got got... I know
1: exactly what you're talking about. The trailer. You,
0: yeah, you saw Pedro mm-hmm. Pascal was in the thing. Yeah, I was like, fucking hell. They got, that was bloody good timing, wasn't it? Like, mm-hmm. the end... Like, Last of Us. They really... Timed the the, they the knew hype that, train. train. Knew that was coming. Yeah, I wonder how how early in advance they they filmed the things then, and then they kind of waited. They like wait, like sat on them. I'm wondering if they did that. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously, fantastic job by them by Metical. But uh, yeah, it's good fun. Mm. I'm I'm enjoying the game so far. Um, but yeah, I just have to decipher why. It's like. It's like why I keep playing Slay the Spire. Because I'm like, I don't understand why I can play this game forever. <laughs> like, I, I need to understand the secret source. It's got like some je ne sais quoi of what, like, did roguelike you, did you
1: see, source. Did you, you see know. Vampire Hunt, Vampire Survivors got um, the BAFTA for Game of the Year?
0: Yes, I did. Hmm. Which is... Or Best Game, cool.
1: whatever it was. Which is very
0: yeah, cool. Is... the that, game.
1: <laughs> also yeah, crazy. That, that's a game where I'm like... I mean, it's a great game, but is it better than Elden (laughs) Ring? And I'm just like, okay, fair.
0: That's what I mean. I'm like, it is a video game-ass video game. Yeah. (laughs) But But I like that. Yeah.
1: I was like, oh, okay. No rules anymore.
0: Yeah. And then apart from that, uh, I went to the cinema. Oh, I watched. Okay, I fin. Oh, I can. Okay, briefly touching on this, uh, I finished season two of White Lotus because I remember last episode, oh, yeah? I watched oh, season yeah. one and I wasn't enjoying it. I will say season two is a lot better, uh, and I understand why people watch lo- White Lotus a lot more now. Um okay. But yeah, the season season two was a lot better. It's a good bit of TV. It is made to make you feel kind of uncomfortable, um, but also. Season two had a lot more like dark black comedy moments, which I thought were pretty good. Um but yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's just good satire, I guess. Um and then also I went to the cinema and watched John Wick for. Uh, which is was uh, Um, okay. So as someone who really liked the first few John Wick films, uh John Wick three I mean, okay, to get it out of the way, the action if you're going to see action scenes, I mean, yeah, it's like best-in-class kind of thing. Like, the action scenes are great. It has the... It has... It takes the award for, one, the most chaotic action scene I've ever seen in a, in a movie huh. before, uh, which is, like, there's an action scene that... that there's, like, a, a massive gunfight that happens basically in front of the Arc de Triomphe in Paris, uh, and the cars just don't stop. So the cars are just driving the entire time, and it's just people having a gunfight in the middle of, like, moving traffic, and it's, like, so chaotic. And I was like, what, is, what the fuck is happening? Um, and it was great. And then also, too, it takes the award for the most gamer uh, the most gamer inspired action sequence that isn't actually a video game, if you get what I mean. Pardon?
1: How I mean, no, uh, no so? So
0: no. it's like a one, it basically goes into like a one shot of like a massive action sequence and then the camera is like a it's they use a drone so the drone literally flies up and it goes like top down and it's like literally Uh, looks like it just looks like fucking cod zombie like uh in black ops 1 there's a bit where it's like a top down shooter that's zombies themed and it just fucking looks like that it just looks (laughs) like a top down shooter essentially but john wick top down shooter And I'm like, if this isn't the greatest advertisement for the fact that no one has made, like, a popular John Wick, like, video game yet, I don't know what is. (laughs) Like, um, but... Plot wise, uh, it's, whatever, man. They lost the plot in John Wick. I don't fucking care anymore about the plot. Like uh, in John Wick, uh, in John Wick one and two, I was a little bit, in, I, I was at least intrigued and interested in the world and all the things around it. And then it was just like John Wick three. They kind of went, I went like, you're, you're fucking losing me, guys. And then John Wick four, they're just like, yeah, man. John Wick's just got to go to Japan, just because we can show <laughs> off like Japanese shit. And it's like, oh, okay, man. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Like, of course, of course, there is a hotel. Like, the Continental Osaka is full of Japanese assassins who trained pri- like only using samurai swords and bows and arrows, because of course they do. Like, fucking <laughs> god, kill me. Anyway, but like, um, yeah, the action sequences are good. Oh, and Donnie Yen is really good at it. Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen. Yeah, he's like an action star, like old school action star, and he plays. Oh. He plays a blind man in the film, but he's like a blind assassin, and he's very good, and his lines are also great. His lines, like, his action sequences and his deliveries of lines are, like, great. Also, my theory is that also Keanu Reeves is barely, like, I know Keanu Reeves barely acts in the stuff yeah, he does. Yeah, he's
1: really good when he doesn't act. That's his
0: whole yeah, thing. Yeah, he's like, he's like really, really not acting in John Wick 4. Like, <laughs> like, the the most common line that comes out of his mouth is him just going, yeah. Yeah, that's or, when he's good. Or him not responding to a character and just walking away. And my theory is that he's been in so many action sequences. Is it not Keanu Reeves? John Wick. John Wick has been in so many fights that he has just got major concussion. <laughs> he just can't. Uh-huh. He can't talk anymore. That's my theory. He's
1: got like Stallone uh, syndrome.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's just like fallen off of too many buildings. <laughs> also, there's a stunt sequence where I was like, I really hope that guy is okay because someone falls uh-huh. down uh-huh. two hundred flights of stairs. Okay, that in one sequence. lot. He's just rolling. He's right. He's, <laughs> it's 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 a solid like 30 seconds of watching this guy fall downstairs. I <laughs> mean, I was... I mean so it,
1: I've heard like the action sequence are ridiculous. Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you... um, uh, this is a bit of spoilers, but like, there's basically a bit in the film where like, John Wick has to fight up a flight of stairs, it's like 200 stairs, and it's really sick action sequence, and he gets to the top, and then just someone kicks him, and he just goes all the way back down the 200 <laughs> stairs, and then has to go back up, <laughs> again. It's it just like, ridiculous. it's like a video game.
1: It sounds like they know what they're 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 doing though, like they yeah. they've definitely got like they they know what they're up to. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like I will say, the second half of the film is fucking great. Also, it's three hours long. Like the the second half of the film was great. The the middle section and bits of the first section, I'm just like, dude, this is fuck. You really? I mean, I mean I'm glad you
1: said that actually because I'm starting to feel like movies are getting a bit too long. Yeah. Like I mean, since the Avatar movie, the the sequel. Which was just too long, and the Black Panther sequel, yeah, again, way too long. I'm feeling like movies are just now like reaching this like two and a half to three hour mark, and, and that seems to be the norm. And I'm like, yeah. well, why? I don't it's not particularly that comfortable sitting in the cinema for that long.
0: Yeah, like I don't mind if your film is like if the three hours make sense and there's like engaging plot and narrative and like you know whatever. It's like, dude, John Wick is like they could cut like half of the scenes with one of the characters because it's just them. Just being French and chatting shit and just like these characters who are completely irrelevant to the plot or like you can see that they had to add this character into the plot so the dog so the film could have a dog, like it's literally why this character exists. This character exists so that there is a dog in the film. Like I'm just like, fucking who cares? I don't care. Like just go cut to the action sequences or just like make this really snappy. Like I only see someone be like. Ho oh, ho, yes, I am evil, I am stereotypical evil Frenchman, and I have to for anyone, be... For
1: anyone listening, I yeah. apologise for like, Ollie's insanely offensive dude, That's literally what he does! That's literally <laughs> what
0: he does. And I'm like, dude, come on. Like, dude, like, <laughs> like I get but that, I this is trying to be like a par- it's always like a parody of itself. I'm like, Well, yeah, it just sounds ridiculous, but we've talked
1: about John Wick now for at least an hour. Um, (laughs) Have you heard of a a game called Dredge?
0: Yes, I have, actually.
1: Yeah, so a lot of people at work, well, I say a lot of people, a couple of people at work are talking about it, and I'm tempted by it. I just watched a video of it, and I'm like, ooh, this looks kind of a little bit like, um, uh, not Salt and Sanctuary, um, Sea of whatever it's called, Sea Sea of of Shadows? No, not Sea of Thieves. Um... I forget the name of the game, but there's a, there's a game where you're just sailing around in like a similar sort of style. But this one is you're sailing around in a little fishing boat, and you're fishing with Cthulhu.
0: Yes, is that right? Yes. Have I, you played it? No, but I've watched videos on it and people saying that it's uh, weirdly it's like a cozy game, but thematically okay. is not a cozy game. <laughs> well,
1: it's all like um, uh, Lovecraftian lore and stuff, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Hmm. It's like the true crime podcast of cozy games.
1: Oh, because it's one that I'm going to wait to come on Game Pass because it absolutely will. Yeah. Um, when it does, but it looks like again I'd enjoy, but it's yeah. also got that annoying Tetris inventory system like they had in mm. Resident Evil Four, mm. which is something that, that always bothers me. Mm. But um, anyway, it's... sorry, I just sort of bring that up. But anyway, let's move on. Yeah, yeah. You need to take us through to the next point. All Go. right, let's
0: talk about E3. It's dead. It's dead that's it next point <laughs> i mean i mean i i read dude i mean when they announced they were cancelling i was like i mean it makes sense because didn't it didn't like sony microsoft and nintendo all say that they were like not they going all said right?
1: at the same time earlier this year that they weren't going it wow. was either earlier this year or late last year it's like who's gonna and go then now? then the last one the one that turns up to every fucking event ever made ubisoft pulled out as well and it's like If Ubisoft aren't going to your event, then you've got a problem, because they go to everything. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, the cost of being at these events, though, is obscene. It's like $1,500 per square meter of carpet per hour. Yep. Like, just for... I mean, if you imagine a booth the size of, like, EA, that's millions for one day. Like, it's, it's... and I, I genuinely think that while these events are very important and very vital, they've costed themselves out of the industry. Because a big thing that's changed in the last 15 years of the games industry is all of these big companies have bought in efficiency experts to get rid of people, which is why redundancy has become like a regular thing. Yeah. And in doing so, they're all trying to save money. And one of the things they've probably all done is gone, why are we spending this much on marketing?
0: Yeah, well, we don't the...
1: need to. We could we could just put a YouTube video out, and, yes. and that solves all of that.
0: That that's the thing. Pe- they, mm. People realize that they can just host their own yeah. like uh, conferences and host their own things, and then all the journalists mm. and the kind of games media will turn up to those things anyway.
1: Well, so... it's it's a it's it's a big circle of of these decisions because also that probably would have been the same decision around why are we making physical media? We, we, there's no such thing as a game store anymore. No one's going into game shops, so why are we making physical media? Let's get rid of all that or at least reduce it. Um, you know, Why are we doing in-person marketing events? No one's outside. Everyone's working from home. No one's wor- walking past these key points in big cities anymore yeah. where these big marketing events take place. And I'm like, all of this together has es- essentially destroyed like a massive chunk of what I love about this industry, which is the ridiculousness of it all. Yeah, I mean, It's so sad because... And this all kind of folds... I'm probably going to be sounding like I'm having a bit of a rant here. Um, but this all kind of folds into the, the AI thing that's building up and the chat GPT stuff because we're now celebrating the thing that in a few years' time is going to wipe out thousands more jobs, probably hundreds of thousands of jobs. And we're doing it again. Like We, we were celebrating all this stuff just, just as the pandemic kicked off that it was like, yay, now we can still see these events and, and watch them on video and stuff. And all I was thinking of was... They're going to like this too much because they're saving a ton of money. They're not spending any money, and they get to keep that money and not spend it on marketing. Um, that's going to get rid of that. But, uh, sorry, I, I know I'm rambling, but
0: no, no, it's fine. Go
1: on. But it's just so frustrating because we just celebrated the destruction of such a big part of the industry, and now what have we got left? Like, it doesn't seem like that. There's no midnight launches anymore. Which, by the way, midnight launches when we were younger. If you ever went to one, they were bonkers. And I was actually—I was having this conversation with someone who's a similar age to me in my current role, and we were talking about, um, uh, you know, you know, um, when you go onto Netflix and you start scrolling and stuff, you get sort of like a paralysis of choice, and you can't choose anything. Yes,
0: and yeah, yeah, analysis paralysis, or like choice. that's it. Okay. Thank
1: you. Choice paralysis or analysis paralysis yeah, is, yeah, yeah. is probably the right word. Do you remember ever going into a Blockbuster video and just having that experience of walking around and just looking at the boxes, picking stuff up and hoping something was behind the box so that you could rent it if it's the one that you wanted? Yeah. just looking at stuff. Do you remember that?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, we don't have that experience yet. We can't have that experience anymore. And no. and that's something that, like, you would have to plan your weekend's movie. So you would have to think at home what you wanted to rent and then you'd have to go to the shop and hope it's there. Or otherwise, go and have conversations with people in the shop. And you've got that smell of the old, rotting carpet. Because the the carpet in Blockbusters was always disgusting. Um, The shelves are always slightly yellowing. Because, you know, people used to smoke in the shops as well. Because this was back when it was okay to smoke. Um, And all these kind of things are just gone. And there was that whole thing, like I said, about midnight launches. Where you'd get together as a group of nerds. Outside a store in the middle of the night. And you'd all just chat and exchange stories about games that you've played and stuff. None of that exists anymore, and I'm so sad for the games industry, yeah, because it feels like we've done too much damage.
0: well, it's because a lot of that kind of experience has been has moved right like it's moved to kind of online stuff yeah. now, right, which is obviously different, but it's like you know instead of your midnight launch of queuing up and waiting for the game and then going home and playing it, like instead you'll just like wait for it to download, preload it, then go watch your favorite streamer play the game. And then, like, launch game, or maybe you'll play it with your friends, like, on online instead of like going up and queuing and meeting people at these places, right?
1: It it just feels like such a lonely experience now, like, because like, I mean, most of us, if we buy a digital game, you get to zero 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 one, it activates and you start playing it. Yeah, which but... is great, but where's the engagement? Like, I'm I'm just I I know I'm old and decrepit and 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 from a different time but i'm sad that this part of the industry is gone because this is something that this generation now would never get to experience and they just won't understand what's what brought so much joy i mean i remember queuing for my switch and that wasn't a long time ago that was like what uh-huh. six seven years ago yeah i remember queuing out out the front of Fnac in france with my similar aged friends surrounded by other similar age people who were obviously buying it for their kids but we were all just standing there chatting and, and, and nerding out and then getting these big boxes getting into the car all of us with our switches and getting back to my friend's place and I think we were playing what what did we play? I think Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. we all just kind of sat and played it, and then we all went home and played it on our own obviously because it's a single player game mm-hmm. but again th- that joy is gone now Yeah, and it just makes me sad it makes me really sad
0: yeah it is sad man yeah.
1: but... but I mean we're talking about E3 um what would you say... So Let's let's flip the conversation. Let's make it a bit more positive. What would you say your favourite cringy E3 moment
0: was? Oh, dude, there's so You many, have to pick a favourite. Like, are you talking about my... F- okay, what's my favourite cringe? Oh, like, the mo- I have my most cringe, but I'm trying to remember... No, your favourite, the best favorite one. Favourite cringe.
1: Like, if you wanted to encapsulate the whole feeling of cringy E3 in one clip, and you had to show it to someone, and it's not a, like a compilation, just one moment, what would it be? I, I know what? mine. I, I mean, there's mine.
0: the the what's it? I think I feel like it's the Connect Avatar. Exactly right? showed, that. Yeah, it was the that. bottom of his shoe, right? Like <laughs> that is that's like perfect example of E3. <laughs> oh like, no, no, sorry. I, I'm thinking
1: of the Connectables. Oh, um, Connectables with the kid. The kid's like pretending to be licked by the the. Th- it was the most cringy, weird. Oh, I- Like it was so weird.
0: I was thinking about Xbox Avatar. Do you remember Xbox Avatars?
1: I know. I know know exactly what you're talking about. I know the clip you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He looks at the bottom of his shoe, and the Avatar just
0: just, like freaks out. Yeah, but what what would the bottom of an Avatar shoe looks like? Yeah. Bam, and he does that, and the Avatar just like glitches out and goes like like breaks its leg. Like, (laughs) it's so funny. But then
1: the, the other one, the other obvious one is Peggle Two. Oh yeah, that, oh, yeah that. Peggle
0: Two, and then just like this jump and stuff. I mean that was that was great. <laughs> it was it was okay. brilliant. That guy's a legend. Yeah. But
1: at the same time,
0: dude, the most oh so cringy. Dude, the most cringe moment I remember was there was a Ubisoft conference and Aisha Tyler was presenting.
1: Yep, I know what you're talking and
0: about. And <laughs> Aisha Tyler goes into the crowd. Yep. And there's a, there's a guy cosplaying as, I think it's like Jacob Fry or whatever, from Assassin's Creed. And it's just the cringiest conversation between these two people who are just like clear, both clearly like, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah, like they,
1: they both don't <laughs> want to be there, yeah, but they both have to be there. It's—I it's, know it's what you like, mean.
0: It's like, dude, it's like the whole thing of she's like, yeah, okay, well you have to, if you had to make a meme for the conference, you're like, let's force a meme, like literally try to force a meme, which in itself the is worst. bad. <laughs> I be like, like, we had to make a meme. What would the meme be? And then he was like, uh, why well, like Star Trek or something? So you know, it'd be like, you—it'd know, be like engage or something. <laughs>
1: it's just like. And it was just watching it and you were like, you knew that but also so so there's another one as well. Um there was a famous couple, a YouTube influencer couple.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
1: The the pranking couple, they got him to come and present um a game that he did he never played and had no idea what it was. He just yeah. started talking about it. It was like, Oh my god. Oh, oh, I miss it. I miss it so. Dude, much.
0: Oh, did you did you ever see sorry, now that we reminiscing, I just remembered. Do you ever see like when they I think it was like for Battlefield One? they did like a massive like uh like 64 versus 64 um battle but it was like these two like youtubers uh, but then the rest of their teams were made of like celebrities and stuff so like Jamie no, Foxx Jamie Fox was Oh there. yes I do like, yes I do Snoop Dogg was there and... <laughs> <Yes, I> do. <laughs> cuz Jamie Foxx is basically alluding to the fact that he's going to go try and find Wiz Khalifa and he's like don't worry our team's got a secret weapon a secret weapon for, for to win it the was match, so and it's just and it's weed. <laughs> they just get yeah, high. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> they exactly. They just get high. <laughs> and there was also the... <laughs> it's so funny.
1: there was also one. There was um an EA conference where they were presenting one of the new FIFA games. Yeah, and obviously they're all the same. And they they had Pele on stage, and it was just so surreal because obviously Pele at, at the time was like in his seventies or early eighties, yeah. and I don't particularly. I don't think he knew where he was. Yeah. Like, he was just completely bewildered, and the guy sitting next to him, the presenter was just like, it's Pele, it's Pele, look! Yeah. Look, it's Pele! And he said it about a hundred times. Yeah, It was like, I can't believe Pele's here! Pele's here! Like, Pele! And I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, you could tell Pele was just like, I get my check now? Like, yeah. my check come? Is this check time? Like, it was like, oh, my God, this is so... I miss E3. I do. Oh, dude. It's, just yeah, watching a just bunch true. of executives walk out on stage, not knowing what to do with their hands, with the stupid open sh- open tie shirts that they wear, all looking like they're trying to be connect, like they're trying to connect with the gamers, and all looking really like uncomfortable. Yeah, we're never gonna get that again.
0: I think people. I think this is the problem: is that like people got too good at marketing. People got too good at understanding gamers. Like, there's none of the awkwardness anymore, or like they got they like I think like kind of what people more understood like what was cool and what was like ironically cool if you get right I mean. yeah i
1: i like... so I, again i was talking about this the other day and and my my opinion of it is that similar to yours with marketing is i just think marketing has has become way too saturated yeah like it's way too deep like I, I can't think of a, a time where i've not been able to see an ad somewhere in some shape or form while i'm doing anything anymore like it's marketing is everywhere now and it's It kind of upsets me a little bit. Mm. As an ex-marketer, I'm probably more twitchy about it than most people. Yeah. And I'm going to make my prediction. I think in the next two months, we're going to get an announcement that BlizzCon is forever cancelled.
0: Yeah, I think that's coming.
1: Yeah. I think that's coming in the next two months, because Activision don't like spending money. (laughs) Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's my my prediction. But anyway, yeah, so E3's dead.
0: But, um... You know, maybe something will come out instead. I mean, we'll still get conferences.
1: We'll so got, we've sure. got Summer Games Fest. James at yeah. uh, James, Jeff Keeley is, uh, yeah. like, giddy over this.
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah. We've got Summer Games Fest. <laughs>
1: did, did you see his tweet, like, within seconds of the E3 announcement? No. He's what such his, a dick. What, wait,
0: what was, <laughs> his, what, what was his
1: tweet? It was just, like, laying into E3, saying, like, oh, it was really not very relevant in recent years. Something, something like, I can't remember what the tweet was, but it was just, like, Jeff. Give it at least a minute, like, you know, let the dust settle. <laughs> Alright. You prick. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. But I love Jeff Keighley, him and his stupid shoes. Yeah. Him <sighs> and his stupid shoes. So yeah, that's E3 is dead. There we go, we're done.
0: Okay, so moving to the next thing. Uh, we've got, oh yeah, Zelda Tears the Kingdom.
1: Oh yeah, you saw the video?
0: Yes. What do you think?
1: Ah, uh, pretty cool. Like, uh,. Well, let, let me know what you think. I mean, I I liked it.
0: Yeah, I think it's be, great. Right? I I'm, I'm yeah? I am excited that they kind of saw how people played the first Breath of the Wild, like you know, like the people making like weird Octo Rock, yeah, like weird Octo Rock balloon rafts and kind of like lying playing... across the map on a stone
1: like that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, like
0: people playing around with yeah. like the emergent systems of the game, and they kind of just like went all in on that. They weren't like, okay, this is why people like this game now, like, and. It's cool to see that they kind of added like this weird like fuse like the fusion feature looks really funny. Like the fact that you can just build shit also looks really cool, um, and the, you know kind of like all the freedom stuff. Like uh, one thing I will say, it's kind of weird is the no clip through the ceilings thing. It's really
1: weird. Yeah, that so that to me feels like I don't think. Did you ever see the? Oh God, who was it? I think I want to say Devolver, but I don't think it was Devolver. Mm. Um, Double Fine, the Double Fine. um documentary where they talk about how they made some of the features in some of their games and it was just by accident. Yeah. Like, bugs happened and they went, oh, that'd be a feature. Let's make yeah. It. I feel like that's what that was. Probably. Like, Probably. they were trying to make a time reversal mechanic and it freaked out and then someone just went, hang on.
0: Wait, what if you could just <laughs> clip make... through walls? Like, clip through yeah. ceilings? That's
1: a like. feature now. Make it a feature. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, it's gonna be weird playing the game because it means that now, like, how are you gonna do dungeons? Also, is not like, loads of the game underground? Because there's like all the anyway whatever. I'm in, yeah, but, I'm but do you remember? Do you, but, yeah. do you
1: remember the limitation was it has to have a it has to have a roof? Yes. Like it has to have something above the roof. So if it's just underground, there's nothing to go out into because you're, you're underground.
0: So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're just like come. Yeah. you Won't be able to make it far enough.
1: So. And and let let's also keep in mind that Nintendo are masters at game design. Yes. They really. I, I'm not trying to kiss their ass or anything here. No, but They no, they no. really do. Surprise us every single time they release one of their mainline games. Yeah. And and what they've done here, if if you remember that one of the big complaints with the original Breath of the Wild was that the weapon durability thing just pissed people off. Yes. They've just removed that by saying instead of the weapons breaking, why not just weaken them and then turn them into something else?
0: Yeah, and then you just combine them, right? And then repair yeah, like, they exactly. basically added their own repair system
1: exactly there yeah. you go so so they've taken a mechanic that people hated and turned it into something that people look like i mean they're gonna love this mechanic
0: dude i am excited to see the weird shit that people
1: can i can't wait
0: in. like yeah like the weird like, well i
1: can't things. wait to see people like flying across the map on a house or something yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like a house sword
0: i mean one one bit of genius game design already is that like you can see like well i guess they showed it off in the thing right like, in the tr- in the trailer but it's like the fact that they have all these floating sky islands, right? But they're like, oh shit, how'd you get up there? And then they added, oh, there's like the time reversal thing. But then you can use that on f- pieces that fall from yeah. the sky islands to get up there. And I'm like, okay, well, that's just that's just good game design. Like, that's just smart. Yeah, it's right? uh, like, it's just I, a smart I, I... way of using your mechanics in the game. And also fits with the theme of kind of like emergent gameplay and thinking a bit outside the box instead of yeah. just being like, oh yeah, you can just fast travel to like the island. It's like, no, you can get up there by doing this like kind of trick, which I think is cool, but that is kind of like inherently in the design of the game.
1: Which which is very cool. Yeah. But I did I I, I will be honest, so my one negative point that I have for the whole thing is it doesn't feel like a new game. I... it feels very much like an expansion.
0: Yes, it feels like Breath of the Wild Two. Not a Zel- no. not a new Zelda, it's literally Breath of the Wild Two.
1: I mean it is Breath of the Wild Two, but yeah. it doesn't feel like a sequel. The the way that I've seen it, it just feels like Breath of the Wild the DLC, but big DLC.
0: Yeah. So here's the thing that I'm that I have seen a little bit of discourse around, but also I kind of agree with that some people who don't like the look of this game are like uh are they like is is the traditional Zelda formula just dead now? Do you know what I mean by that?
1: No, I know what you mean. Like, the, the dungeon formula... Yeah, the story, the kind of... Yeah. Moderately open world, but not really open world. like yeah. a, Almost like a linear open world.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, yeah, you go to this dungeon, get this item, then go to another yeah. dungeon, get an item, go to... Yeah, kind of thing, right? It,
1: essentially, like, a little bit like how Metroid works. Yes. Like you, t- you get an item to, to unlock the next area, blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah, and are people like, yeah. is this version of Zelda dead now? And I guess, like, who knows... If they make a news. I mean, I what were the Zeldas that came out in between Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom? Wasn't there, like, A Link to the Past? Like, the one where you go 2D? Uh,
1: Link's Awakening. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. The, 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 the remake, which is beautiful, but it was just Link's Awakening. Like, yes. there was no James Same there. game. Like, not the new um Zelda, not new. And that was it. I don't think there's been another Zelda. In, yeah. In...
0: So, has there been another Zelda? No, I don't the, think there, there has. There's but... probably been, like, spin-offs or something like that. But like,
1: I anyway. mean, Skyward Sword, technically.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the they have like remasters, but... yeah, but I mean like a new yeah. Zelda, right? So I guess that's interesting that now they're kind of like, you know, they're just playing way more into the Breath of the Wild thing, and I'm like, oh, well, I guess I should stop thinking about, because I was like, oh, maybe they'll this would be like Breath of the Wild, but they'll have like proper dungeons, and things that you unlock, and a different source of progression, rather than just kind of like Breath of the Wild, where it's like, here you go, go, which was also freeing and nice, but now I think the other well... thing is that like, a lot of other games have bitten off a lot of Breath of the Wild's shit, if you get what I mean? That's a well, horrible phrase. Well,
1: it's been I mean, Genshin yes. copied it almost one for one.
0: Exactly, yeah. Hor- yeah. So, also, apologies for the horrible phrasing. What I mean is, like, like, yeah, like, other games have kind of looked at Breath of the Wild and learnt from it and kind of made, like, better open worlds. And now, yeah. it seems like, I guess, I don't know, maybe they're trying to go, maybe this game will go one step further? I'm, inter- I'm. Anyway, I'm interested to say. To, I, to I. What it, I
1: don't. So. So the way that I've been describing this is. Is my feelings about this are the same feelings I had towards Majora's Mask. So that yeah. when I saw it and when I saw the marketing for it, I had no interest. It looked terrible. Blah blah blah. And then when I played it, it was one of my best. Like it's. It's easily one of my favourite Zelda games of all time. Yeah. Because that... it's so unique and so good. But the style of that game was was a huge left turn from what even Ocarina of Time was. Because it went from being. Kind of weird and creepy to super weird and super creepy. But but this game, because we've not seen any story elements, I'm just like, well, it's just the same as Breath of the Wild, just now you're slightly higher up in the air.
0: That's a great parallel, actually. Like, kind of, this game could potentially be the Majora's Mask to, like, uh, Breath of the Wild's Ocarina.
1: Yeah, well, because Breath of the Wild was probably as impactful as Ocarina of Time was in the games industry. 100%, yeah. Like it, it cha- it, I mean, it changed the, the way that the games industry worked again. Yeah. Um, as did the Switch. And I don't know if you've seen, Sony have recently announced this week that they're doing a handheld console. Oh, really? Not oh, what you think. Don't get excited. Okay. Oh, <laughs> you know the whole thing of like, bit of good news, bit of bad news, let's get people happy, and then actually deliver what it really is. Mm-hmm. They've announced, or oh, not announced, it's been leaked, uh, that they're releasing a handheld console that is entirely online, 100% streaming, and has no tech inside it yeah exactly
0: so they're releasing a tablet
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> something that already exists and already works with sony the red man <laughs> like so i was like i was like okay that's a useless piece of technology right there that's
0: definitely <laughs> what we need 100%. yeah i mean
1: to be fair if they released an actual handheld like psp or vita style yes please but just a uh, useless tablet yeah i don't know about that. i mean even a more useless tablet than buying a tablet
0: yeah, I don't
1: know. Wow, you can... well, Chief. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, but uh... yeah. So, uh, but anyway, look. I, I think uh, we should talk about the mechanics wait, a little wait. bit while, while we're here. Go, go ahead.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah. Let's talk about the. mechanics. you want to talk about the mechanics of of Tears of the Kingdom?
1: Of Tears yeah. of the Kingdom, yeah, because you've got the, was it Mega Hand or Ultra Hand or something? It was called.
0: Oh yeah, Ultra
1: Hand. Ultra Hand, which is the thing where you snap bits of pieces together to build like rafts and yes. and, and like that that whole scene where it was like oh, I don't know what to do here. I yeah. can't build a raft. There's nothing here to build a raft where there's clearly three giant yeah, logs exactly. two little fans. I'm like, mm, yeah. is there something here that can build a raft? Yeah, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> because I, I think there know. might be. <laughs> that know, raft-looking set of ingredients over there looks yes, kind of useful.
0: This strangely placed fan. I wonder why yeah. this is here, <laughs> Mister, <laughs> Mr. Almora. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, they could have
1: done a better job of making that feel a little bit less fake. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, I mean whatever. whatever. Yeah, they're
0: showing it off. Yeah. Um, I think the mechanics are pretty cool. Like, I again interested to see how the comp like cause you can combine things a lot now. Like, you can put like a keys eye on the end of an arrow, and it makes it heat, which is brilliant. Which is great. That that,
1: that to me feels like um, uh, what what we thinking of here, like like that old kind of playstyle where you would shoot an arrow through fire and it would set on fire and yes. then become a fire arrow. Yeah, I, I love that kind of stuff, but I'm also not smart enough to come up with some of the combinations that people are going to come up with.
0: Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be, be some- like
1: they like, if you shoot a fire arrow through a wind turbine on a Tuesday while facing yeah. backwards with the ocean, obviously it creates cement, and you're just like, what?
0: <laughs> Basically, all the like, Breath of the Wild content creators who are like, 50 things you don't know about Breath of the Wild, they're like, looking at their oh. lips right now, they're like, fucking... It's gonna, it's gonna yeah. get so irritating. It's, eat- it's eating time. You know? like, I feel like what they've gonna be done so though much.
1: is... Is they're building these mechanics around people that play Minecraft. Yeah, it's very much alchemic uh, combinations. So, like, if you take this and that and combine it, you get this. And then yeah. this can be used to get that. It's all yeah. like... You know those old alchemy games where you used to just yeah, like mix Judo items gods. together? Yeah. yeah, exactly those. It feels like that. Like, yeah. That's what they're doing with I'm, this mechanic.
0: I'm excited to see, like like what speedrunners and what like cursed combinations of things people come up with like That's there's gonna, be gonna be, there's gonna be some crazy exploits for sure for sure it's going to be amazing doubt. yeah like it's gonna be
1: like you know you know those videos where you see where game developers watch speedrunners play their game for the first time and you just watch the developers like go oh no yeah oh god no being like
0: oh okay <laughs> man yeah okay <laughs> um but yeah, I'm ve- I'm very excited. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited. I I am I'm,
1: I'm hyped and well, obviously I've, I've pre-ordered it because I've got uh, one of the vouchers. So I've used my voucher on it because yeah. it was seventy euros or I, seventy
0: pounds. Sorry. I will say, I'm sorry, oh, it's my turn. Sorry, I will say one thing though. Uh, watching the video, I was like, man, we really are coming to the end of the Switch's lifespan, aren't we? We're
1: mm-hmm. we're way past the end of its so lifespan. I was Bye. like,
0: I was like, man. I would love to play this on a console that was more powerful.
1: Yeah. I, I, like, I feel uh... like I feel like it's time to put the Switch behind the bar and put a, yeah. put a bullet between its brain. Yeah, I was like, dies.
0: you know, he jumped off the he jumped off the uh, the thing. He jumped off the island and started like skydiving and I was like, wow, this world is huge and massive. That's great. Also, oh god, that that uh pop in, in the, 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 the draw distance. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh man. Oh jeez. <laughs> oh no! Um, but
1: this this is what I'm saying is Nintendo are always five years behind the rest of the the company. But now they're fifty. the sorry. as you. Yeah. now they're
0: exactly. like
1: fifteen years behind. Yeah. They exactly. don't even have 4K. yet. Like, like, it's. Oh come on, Ugh, Nintendo. You know
0: we'll out. see what happens. You know. But uh... but
1: we anyway. I realise that we're running way long. Uh, we yeah, haven't we, even we, got we, halfway through the agenda. We've yet. reached the hour mark. But I feel like well, the other one's going to be
0: pretty quick. So. We are
1: because like the ones are going to be things that I've seen and you haven't. So all right, so um, uh,
0: the Flash movie trailer. Tell me about it as I'm yeah. watching the Secret Invasion trailer, and I I know a little bit about Secret Invasion, but I
1: know a tiny tiny bit about it, but not much. Yeah. Um, so the Flash movie trailer I saw um, before uh, before Dungeons and Dragons, and I have to admit, it started playing and I was like, oh god, not more DC. By the end of it, I was like, ready for my DC tattoo. Yeah. It it looks awesome. Like, it's nice. got Supergirl in it, but it's got, like, a proper version of Supergirl, like Kara turns up. Um, it's got, um, like, Batmans in it. Um, like, all of the characters are in there, and they, they look good, and the story looks good, and it feels very much like the same feeling I had when I saw Infinity War trailer, yeah. where I was like, holy shit, what are Marvel doing? This is incredible. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time I've seen a deep because like, I, I saw the trailer for Shazam 2, and I was like, good lord, this looks shite. Um, yeah, because oh, I quite enjoyed the first one, but the the sequel looks terrible. Yeah. Um, but this, I'm hyped. Like I want to see this movie really badly. Mm. It looks good. Like I, I would highly recommend people check out the Flash movie trailer because this it, it's also Metaverse as well because there's two flashes in it. Yeah. Uh, and he meets he basically meets himself and there's a lot of little quips where he's like, "This is we're Barry." <laughs> okay. like we are Barry. <laughs> we we... Uh, we are the Barrys. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which is kind of cool, but it, it looks good. Like I, I can't really say much about it because it's a trailer. Go yes. and watch it, I guess. Um, but yeah. So other than that, we've got the Secret Invasion trailer. What did you think? Okay. So what have you thought?
0: So as far as all I'm aware of in Secret Invasion, is it something to do with the Skrull, right?
1: Is that so am I right? This, in saying this,
0: that?
1: Yes. Th- this is the movie that's supposed to be the Infinity War of this phase. So this is the one where everything kicks off. Like, this is the unlock time now to show you where the, the actual true end game is coming. Okay, so but the, but, the big bad guys revealed. Um, the the big MacGuffin is revealed. Like, it, it's all there now.
0: Yeah, cause that's what this means. I remember Quantum Mania talking about Kang the Conqueror, right? Who's basically mm-hmm. the next Thanos, right? Next Thanos, but yeah, Thanos. I was just I was being stupid, but yeah. Oh, okay. The, the, the new will. Thanos, yeah. Yeah, but so. What is secret invasion like so how is it how is it related to the multiverse stuff then is it even um, so,
1: related to it? no so th- there's a there's a concept that's been introduced throughout a few of the recent movies for the multiverse stuff and it's called um like clashes or something it's where two multi two multiverse universes overlap yes and they invade each other Yes. Like, they, they basically, they invade for the same space because they, they can only exist in the same, they can't exist in the same space at the same time. Yes. And they're called incursions, is what they're called, incursions. Right, okay. Um, and the secret invasion is going to be, um, my understanding anyway of the comic books is that when the universes in, get incurred, they smash together, Yeah. The the people who exist on one of them obviously exist on the other one as well, and they're going to try and invade each other's universe
0: right okay that's
1: what i think is going on but i think in doing that this is how kang kang the conqueror gets his big MacGuffin into the into the like the, the forefront yeah i feel like it's going to be him bringing infinite versions of himself right i feel like that's what it's going to be but i've had so little interest in the recent phase of marvel yeah same. Uh, obviously with all the drama that's been going on did you read about the drama with all the the executive getting like dropped as well no so the the executive for uh, the executive producer, I think it is for Marvel, uh, was dropped randomly a, a few months back, just completely. And she's she's been working on Marvel for like seventeen years. Yeah. And she was just dropped.
0: Oh wow. Okay.
1: Like, uh, and then the actor who plays Kang the Conqueror has just been arrested. Oh. Uh, I can't remember what for, but it was another drama, and I was just like, oh, oh god. Oh no. <laughs> It's just more drama. It's oh. more drama, but nothing that's happened in the recent Marvel movies has excited me. It's all been boring. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't know.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how they take. Yeah, I don't know if I'll watch this. I'll be honest. I'll. Uh, I think I'm I'll too watch it on Disney Plus. I think I'm too far behind with Marvel stuff. But um... yeah, I've fallen
1: out of it as well. But then yeah. I did that with the first set of Marvel films. I didn't watch them in order.
0: True. I watched
1: them, I, you know, I'd, I'd go to the cinema and see them weeks after they came out, or I'd get them on DVD or whatever. Mm. Uh, and then eventually, once Infinity War came around, I did catch back up and was just like, okay, this is an amazing series of movies now.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um, but right. yeah. So... so, yeah, that's the conversion. Okay, so tell me about Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves. It... It's a good movie. Yeah, it looked like the most 7 to 8 out of 10 film.
1: Yeah, it's it's a very forgettable but very enjoyable movie with a few massively standout amazing parts and a lot of kind of boring parts
0: yeah like um h- how yeah. how i would describe it is it's a it's a good plain film
1: i i think you said that last time we spoke actually it really is a good plain film
0: yeah it looks but, like a good
1: but, plane film but to counter that the CGI in it is absolutely mind blowing. Yeah. Like there's, there's there's a sequence which with with my favorite character who's also one of my favorite actresses. Um, it's the tiefling druid, the girl, um, the kind of the, the younger woman with the yeah. red hair and the little. I know. Little I know who you're talking about.
0: Out. Who's the what? What's her name?
1: I forget the actress's name, but she's one of my favorite actresses of, of the moment because she was also in a, a TV series called I Am Not Okay With This. She was the main character, and she's also the girl in it. So she's the girl in the group of the the the, the losers.
0: Sophia Lillis?
1: possibly. So I, I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, she's yeah, fanta- yeah. She's she's an absolutely fantastic actress, and she smashes this character out of the like out of the water. She, she's incredible. Yeah. And there's this sequence where she's wild casting. So you know, a druid can use wild cast, yes. which is a random cast of any uh, any animal that a druid can turn into. She's yeah. casting it constantly as she's escaping from a castle, and the. Like the Animorph CGI that's being used there is nothing to do with like you know remember, do you remember Animorphs?
0: Yes, I remember. The
1: yeah, terrible yeah, animation yeah. that was used for people to turn into animals. That she's transforming from animal to animal to herself and then back to animal again, and it's amazing. Like it's <laughs> really, really, really good. Yeah. And she turns into an owlbear at some point and just kicks the shit out of someone. Very similar to that scene in um God, which movie was it? Avengers, i think it might have been avengers actually where hulk picks up loki and just smashes him over his head constantly yeah. and goes puny god <laughs> um pretty much that but but that brings me to my point is that this movie is a carbon copy of every marvel movie yeah it's quippy it's the same storyline like you know oh big problem big problem oh we're not going to quite make it and now we make it um you know a hero's unlikely journey um, a group of people that don't really—it's effectively Guardians of the Galaxy—is what this movie. In fact, it is Guardians of the Galaxy. If you want me to be truthful, yeah. But it's—it's it's filled with Dungeons and Dragons references that are like winks to people that play the game. Like the gelatinous cube shows up in it, which is quite funny. <laughs> um, and you, honestly, you wouldn't even know it was a monster in Dungeons and Dragons if you haven't played it because it's just there as like a like a blocker. Yes. Uh, which is kind of cool. And also the best—the best reference in this entire movie—and. Probably one of the best references I've seen in a movie to date. They reference the '80s cartoon show by putting the characters from the cartoon show in the movie. Oh, that's cool. They're in it for like 15 minutes. Like, it, there's like a key scene where. So the, it's actually in the trailer. The the arena kind of opens up and it's like a big maze. Yeah. And it's a group of three different, three or four different groups of like adventurers. And one of the groups is the group from the the the, the cartoon series. Like it's them in their costumes. And they kinda of help each other get through the maze a little bit. It's so cool. That's pretty cool. But it, But it's good. It's 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 exactly what you'd expect with a movie with Chris Pine in it. Like it's it's that. Yeah. Yeah. It it might as well have had Chris Pratt at the at the front of it because it's the same exactly the same outcome as a movie.
0: Yeah, probably. dude, I was like, yeah. I guess You're not missing
1: anything I mean. by not seeing it, but it is enjoyable.
0: Yeah, I imagine if you play Dungeons and Dragons, it's probably you probably get that like extra bonus that will make you enjoy it a little bit more. But I'm well, sure they
1: do, they do this thing as well where you can sort of feel when they're rolling high numbers. Like it feels like you're sitting as a group of people playing around in Dungeons and Dragons, and and you're just watching that story play out. Yes. But you can sort of feel when they fail dice rolls. It's 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 hard to explain.
0: Yeah. But
1: yeah, you, yeah, you sort of get the impression that that was a failed roll, or that was a high roll. That was a crit. Like we just got a, a D20 here. Um, but again, it doesn't do anything particularly unusual.
0: So what you're telling me is there's going to be a director's commentary where, like, Chris Pine is literally rolling a dice Probably, in the background. Yeah. And then, like,
1: Although, go, to yeah. his credit, as as an older actor now, he's done very well at maintaining that role and maintaining the character and also making a few jokes about the fact that he used to be handsome and he's still handsome, but not as handsome as the Paladin, for example, because the Paladin's a dickhead in it. Yeah. But the Paladin is a literal Paladin who is just like... Holier than thou, very self-important, and has no sense of humour, and plays that role really well. I think it's just no, not Justice Smith. It's someone um, who's in other films. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I I, I would I I would recommend if you can watch it at the cinema, watch it at the cinema because it is very cinematic. Mm. But you're not missing anything. Okay, like you really like it's 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 very forgettable. Cool. But yeah, enjoyed it. All right.
0: Uh, moving on, so we've got the Overwatch 2 hero. So I only literally learnt about this just before we started recording the podcast today.
1: What's his name? Life Weaver.
0: Life Weaver, which is like very generic video game man name. Like
1: I have very little to say about this.
0: Like why? Why Life Weaver? Like normally isn't like the name of the cat like the person's name? You know what I mean? Like, oh, no,
1: because you've got Tracer, who's actually called um, Emily. Lena. Emily? Lena. Lena, Lena. Lena. Oxton, sorry. Yeah. you got um...
0: Oh, uh, yeah, I guess. You know what? Never mind. Mercy,
1: <laughs> who's an- Angela. Yeah. Uh, Ignore me. I'm stupid. Yeah.
0: I was just thinking of May. <laughs> 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 just May. That's all cool.
1: we're all thinking of. Just thinking of May. May. Yeah, that's it. Uh, uh, May. There's a couple of characters that have their names, like Reinhardt. Although yeah. Reinhardt, I think, is not is. No, it is his name, yes, it is.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, like, yeah, boy, man, there's a lot. it's
0: like Zenyatta. Winston. You know, there's uh, a lot of names. Actually, it's,
1: it's Mandata Zenyata. Thank you very much. Oh, no, Zenyata Mandata. Damn it. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. It's not oh, like I made he, this game. Yeah, it's not like he worked <laughs> on this game for a while. I made this game uh, what it is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I didn't. Uh, there's Genji, um, who's actually Arnold Genji. That's his full name. Yeah. And Hanzo. Uh, Bartholomew Hanzo, the the Great is his full name. Hanzo Um, Ganzo, yeah. So I'm looking at this character and all I'm seeing is the depths of CI testing at their (laughs) most obvious. Like, we want to appeal to this audience so we've made this character. So, for those who don't
0: know what CI testing is, what is that?
1: Uh, Consumer Insights testing, it's a very popular thing in video game development now, where you take content that is unreleased, and you test it. It's very similar to how they used to do TV chat channels with the Nielsen, program, uh, the Nielsen family, where you take groups of people that are, uh, are sworn by NDAs, and you test content on them to see how they react. And you take the good content and improve on that and make it better and better and better and better. You do Gogglebox,
0: um, but don't air it on TV. It's
1: literally that. It's Gogglebox. <laughs> um, but it's 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 supposedly the way to monetize games. Yes. Uh, I I'm not particularly a fan of it but it does work yeah. because it just makes everything generic and it makes everything homogenized and everything is the same. And like, for example, if you release a certain character of a certain ethnicity, you can pretty much guarantee it's going to be the same gender, the same sexuality every time. Mm. Like, because there is a certain combination that works. and And that's what I think has happened here is we've now got this almost perfect combination that appeals to a very specific audience. Because they want to sell this hero to that audience. Yeah. Um. And I, I just didn't find this character interesting to look at at all. The the moves look really cool. Like the ultimate, where that big flower appears, is kind of cool. Yeah. And the little platform that he creates, very, very clever. Like that little that mechanic. Yeah. Otherwise, just a boring healer. Like, and plus, Overwatch really is not in a good place at the moment. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I don't think, unfortunately, I don't think there's anything that could bring me back to Overwatch at this point.
1: No, I've fallen off it quite hard, and th- there's just so many other games out there. There's no real reason to play Overwatch anymore.
0: Yeah, I feel like people these days would rather go play TF2. You know what <laughs> I mean? feel like
1: you would rather go and play TF2. I don't
0: know, dude. Like TF2's <laughs> player numbers keep going up.
1: They do. Well.
0: Like on, people want look, good stuff. Let me, let me let me look, and I've been seeing way more TF2 content being made, like new TF2 content being made. That's good. Um recently.
1: But, I don't feel like either of us are particularly interested in talking about Overwatch anymore, so let's jump off that one. Yeah. And, to the next point, which is...
0: Uh...
1: Harry Potter TV series has been announced.
0: So, I haven't heard about this.
1: Which is is connected to J.K. Rowling this time. She's connected to the TV series. She's connected herself to it.
0: Sick.
1: Yeah, so that's a risky one. Um, But... But there's also, I'm not sure if this is true or not, but I read this week that there's also a sequel, a, a second Harry Potter game coming out this year, a sequel to Hogwarts Legacy. Already? Yeah, it's supposedly coming this year. Like, I read a few articles this week, and I don't know if it's true or not, because don't forget, also, we've just had April Fool's Day.
0: Oh, yeah. So
1: there's a possibility that it's related to that, but um, the TV series has actually made it past April Fool's Day, and it's a real thing, and if I'm fully honest, I'm surprised that's not existed already.
0: Yeah, I'm also surprised, but also I feel like there's been so much shit around Harry Potter. There has, because she's trash. Yeah, is it a good idea? Is this a good idea? The the,
1: the brand is very resilient. The game is probably so. the highest selling game in the last 12 months. It's smashed so. a load of records. It really has. Like, there are statistics that it has. And there's also statistics that sadly show that it really is sad. The boycott actually helped increase sales. <laughs> oh, God. Because it was just free marketing the the, the brand is yeah. too resilient for a boycott to do anything yeah. there are ways to hurt these franchises and boycotting is not the way it's the same as like you know people going on strike yeah i'm I'm absolutely in, in support of anyone that wants to go on strike because please do go out and ask for more money absolutely do this but striking does not impact the people that you want it to impact mm. it impacts the public not the private sector
0: no nah, yeah you're right it's I mean it will probably do very well so, like, yeah, realistically, so you do, probably do very well.
1: So. You know Guy Fawkes? <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but So, so to, to talk briefly about the Harry Potter TV series, I feel like the format of that universe, because it's a school, it's on, a, obviously, a yearly cadence. You've got your semesters and whatever. Yeah. How perfect would that be as a TV series? The same as Wednesday working as a TV series, because that's set around a school year.
0: Yeah, they just keep introducing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like it's really easy to step away from Harry and Ron and Hermione and, and introduce new characters. Um, it's 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 going to be a perfect TV series, I think. Yeah. Just going to require a lot of CGI, so the budget's going to be quite high.
0: Yes, for sure.
1: But then again, you know the Lord of the Rings TV series. Mm. You know how that was the highest budget TV series of all time.
0: Was it? Apparently,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, it was the so people watched less than thirty percent of it. Oh God. I was reading about it today. What? I yeah. mean, that is a that is a lot of money wasted. <laughs> yep. But yeah, yeah
0: so. I don't know, man. Like, um, I mean, I'm sure there are people who are probably like Harry Potter fans who are very interested in watching this, and I'm sure it will do well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Would you want to watch? I mean, the I'm TV interested. I'd, I I would
1: watch it. I would watch it, probably give it an episode or two before I got bored of it, but I don't know, I've enjoyed the game, but I could take or leave that universe, I just don't really care.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like
1: Star Wars at the moment, like, there's a lot of Star Wars, Yeah. and I like more Star Wars stuff, but I can take or leave it.
0: Yeah, same. I'm just like, meh, meh, yeah. All Right, uh
1: Alright,
0: so, you've also got the Diablo 4 open beta. Is that that supposed to Yeah, people
1: liked it. I mean, it was still in there just because it happened. Um, People are quite positive about it. I've sort of changed my opinion on it as well. Oh, really? Um, Yeah, I don't really care about the Battle Pass stuff. It is going to bother me, but I'm probably going to get the game. Yeah. Because I can ignore the cosmetic stuff, I think. Yeah. Um, But I'm still not particularly dying to play it, so I could probably wait till after launch. Yeah. Um, I'm not really bothered about it. I mean, you know.
0: Is there Blizzard a reason a you place? would play Diablo 4 over Path of Exile? Um,
1: I think just cuz it's going to be the zeitgeist conversation of the time. That's all yeah, it's going to be. So. Yeah. That's th- there's no other reason. That's fair. Um, but yeah, I don't really have much to say about the open beta like it was just it was successful, people enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, if people had fun with it, that's good. Yeah. mean then... it's it's
1: a good game. I can't deny that it's not a good game because it is a good game. But yeah, it's yeah. just yeah, it's just more Blizzard, isn't it? <laughs> 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 A company that I used to hold very dear to my heart, but now I could uh,
0: Take it and leave, could...
1: leave it. Yeah, take it or leave it, thank you. That's probably the nice way of saying what I was yeah. gonna say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, and our final point, the Marvel's Avengers final patch. Are they still so, pat I'm surprised they're still patched well, in this game.
1: Well, you're you're overthinking this because this is the kind of thing I want to see more in live service games, and this final patch unlocks everything for everyone all the paid cosmetics are all free everyone gets them you get every single piece of content that game has to offer included in the base game oh, that's and cool. that's a that to me is when you should buy a game so there's a a reddit called patient gamers yes and it's a group of i mean hundreds of thousands of people that essentially wait for a game to have patches and game of the year edition before they play them mm. And the idea being is that you shouldn't play a game on launch in the modern day because most games on launch are not working properly or they're half finished. Wait for the game to be complete, and this to me is now a complete game. Yes, because you get all the content that was chopped off or, or sectioned away into paid content. So I'm I'm okay with this. Like I'm yeah, I, think I, cool. I might give it a try.
0: A send off, a send off yeah. patch. Does but it, it also
1: put... means that it's not long before the game goes offline. Yeah, that's
0: what I mean. Like, is this it? Is this like?
1: This, this is a... it. This is the end. This is yeah. the end of the game. Like, it's official. They've announced this is the end of the game. Yeah. Like, it's, this it's... is the final patch just to unlock everything so that they can, I think, disconnect it from payment systems and disconnect it from the stores. Yeah. That's be, what like, they're doing. Have fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, no. MMO. You, you know, just off the top of your head, were you ever there for seeing, watching the death of an MMO? Yes. What? what okay what is your favorite memory final fantasy XIV. oh yeah cuz they re- yeah. they completely re- Yeah I I
1: was I was right. there the day they they blew the world up yeah 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 and they literally blew it up in game like <laughs> it, it the server went <laughs> offline
0: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
1: but like it was blowing up as the server went offline
0: yeah yeah
1: i mean that that was that that was phenomenal but i mean i i was there for uh, God, which MMO did I play? Oh, uh, Wildstar. When that went offline, that was a sad day.
0: Hmm.
1: Did you remember Wildstar?
0: I remember Wildstar, yeah. Yeah,
1: I was there the day that went offline. That was sad. What happened? Um, It just went offline.
0: No, but is it like, <laughs> it what, it did they do like an endgame event or something?
1: Not that I remember, no. I think they just turned it off. Yeah. Because they, they, they lost a lot of staff. They lost tons of funding. Uh, The game just didn't hit any of the markers it was supposed to hit and yeah. just went offline. It, remember... was, it was a shame because that was a good game.
0: I remember hearing about one MMO. I think it might have been Tabula Rasa. But basically for their end game event to turn off the game. They basically released like unkillable enemies into the game. And if you died, <laughs> it disconnected you. I like so, that. That's so cool. the final thing was basically just people trying to like run away. <laughs> from... It became like a
1: banhunt. Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, I like yeah, that.
0: yeah, yeah. And then, like, eventually...
1: So, not yeah. the end of an MMO. But I would like to bring up the World of Warcraft Wrath of the Lich King um, pre-launch event. Because yeah. this, to me, is still probably one of the best moments in gaming um do, do you remember this do you remember the zombie event
0: uh no what happened
1: so wrath of the lich king got announced and, and wrath of the lich king following burning crusade was probably the most popular expansion ever for world of warcraft like by a brighter mile um and the the idea was is that the lich king is coming in the lich king is basically the king of the dead he's the lord of the dead and he yeah. controls um all of these undead armies So he can raise uh, things back from the dead and basically make infinite. Like that's how he becomes. That's how he maintains his power because he's he's basically unkillable. Um, And to to celebrate the launch, the the pre-launch, they introduced this this like zombie plague where if you got attacked by one of the zombies that was kind of appearing around the cities, you turned into a zombie yourself. But you could then infect um, NPCs. Yeah. And if you infected NPCs, they would die come back as zombies and you would have full control over them and the world of warcraft is a living world so the npc like there's a king of the of the city that you're in there's uh advisors there's royalty there's all this kind of stuff and you could go into a city and raid it oh and wow take control of that city it wasn't intended it was just people very quickly discovered that you could effectively shut down a server yeah by just just locking yourself in place and because people would try, people would then band together because they also, so to give you an idea of the mechanics as well, there's also mechanics in the World of Warcraft where you can actually go and raid another city. And the idea being is that you go into the city and kill the king. And for the next 30 minutes, the king is dead. Huh. And you just get like an achievement, like you've killed the city. Da, da, da. And it's just a bit of fun because you get to go into an area filled with people and other players that are on the enemy faction and they can all attack you and kill you if you're attacking NPCs in the city. So yeah. it's like a fun event. It's like a, like an emergent gameplay. Yeah. But it basically takes that element and makes it so that you can't be killed because you become unkillable. Because <laughs> you're just surrounded oh by armies of NPCs. Yeah. It was like, I remember people were just sitting in the sky on flying mounts in, the, in Shattrath, which was in the Burning Crusade area, because you physically couldn't do anything. You couldn't, you couldn't move in the game. If ever you touched the ground, you would be dead. Yeah. It was so fun. Oh my god! So, but it was so chaotic and so broken. People hated it, and I loved it. Loved every second of it. I mean, and awesome the only great. other game that's ever come close to it was, was SwoTOR when they did the Ghoul Plague, and it was a similar event. But yeah. obviously, SwoTOR didn't have the numbers. So, oh man! But yeah,
0: that is awesome. The yeah, what about you? Like, yeah it's, and I don't know. It's just. It's just. So I've never played an MMO. So like, I don't really have any of these things. I just read about the stories and stuff, and they always seem like really cool. Like these kinds of player-led or like emergent gameplay moments that happen, or like weird things, because they are like yeah, almost yeah. like cultural touch- touchstones in a way, right? They are. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you yeah. you
1: remember the Final Fantasy uh, eleven boss fight where someone died in the in the fight in real life? Yeah, I was in that group.
0: Oh my god,
1: I was in that group. Like that was Shit. one of our Japanese members. So we, I was in a, a a guild. I say guild, it wasn't a guild; it was a link shell. But yeah. effectively, the guilds of Final Fantasy. And we had, we, we were like, you know how MMOs have like an elite guild that's yes. known throughout all of the servers. We, I was in that guild, yeah, because um, I played the game like twenty four seven. All the, I, I was one of the top players in the game for all, a long time. Yeah, uh, I'm not trying to brag here, but I'm not proud of this. No, no, no. Um, but I was in the European shift for killing this boss, and this boss takes about at the time. No one knew how to kill it, and we were fighting it for like three days solid. What would happen is, is, is our group would come in for eight hours. We'd do eight hours of fighting and trying to reduce its health or work out what its mechanics were, take all of our findings, note them down, put them on the website, and then the next group, the American group, would take over while we went to bed. Yeah. And then the Japanese group would take over. The guy in the Japanese group insisted on staying with all the groups and just died. Oh, my God. Because he, he was he was up for, like, two and a half days or something without Jesus any sleep. Christ. He just died at his keyboard. Yeah. Oh, yeah, shit. and I remember just seeing his character just standing there for like fifteen hours or something, oh, and we were all just God. like, he hasn't moved, but he's 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 like, he's just running into a wall. And what happened is the guy just died over his keyboard oh, and, and landed up, landed on the forward key or, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, or the yeah. left key or whatever. And I remember that, and I was like, that that's a moment that people, and obviously people did remember it, like it was a big thing.
0: Yeah, that's that's crazy. So, yeah. That's like go. that's that is a crazy story.
1: Yeah, it's it's just one of those things where I'm like, I forget that I've been in this like in this hobby for as long as I have, and yeah. these little moments have happened where I'm like, oh, that was just something that people read about or people did, but you know, it's a it's a whole thing. MMOs could sort of generate this stuff, but yeah. I don't think we're ever going to see that kind of stuff again. Yeah, I think I think that era is dead. Like MMOs themselves are, I don't know, they're super expensive, and we've we've got World of Warcraft, and we've got. Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy, which are two Goliaths. goliaths. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The two Goliaths of, of MMOs, and then we've got Genshin that mops up all the leftovers. Oh yeah. yeah. But then we've got Doka V coming. Oh
0: yeah, <laughs> shit, that game. Doka V. Like still wait. coming. It is still coming.
1: Oh my god. Are they still, yeah. do The
0: characters still. Wait, let me see if the characters still make me. They're anymore. still kids. They're still kids. They still make me. Yep. They look too too kid like. Yep. Yeah. yeah, but I think
1: we've run out of agenda.
0: Yes, I think we're at the end of the end of time.
1: Yeah, a bit of a low energy show this week. I think. Yeah, because not much is happening. It's a weird time in the games industry, and lots of stuff has been cancelled. So
0: I'm sure I will have next episode. I'll probably have started playing Advance Wars, so <gasps> I'll have Advanced. Yes. Wars yeah, I'll have Advance yes. Wars, and hopefully I will have finished Resident Evil Four.
1: Yep, and I'll have seen the Mario movie.
0: Oh, God. Oh, God. That... When not... would the next I'm... episode
1: be? What are we on now? I've not... So. not
0: been seeing good reviews <laughs> of no... that film.
1: Nope. It's a movie made by the people that made the Minions movie, so we know exactly what that movie's going to be, and I'm going to see it on Friday. That's
0: fair. <laughs> That's fair. I can't wait to see I've, I've to
1: it. I've got to see it. Yeah. Oh, actually, I have one more news point. Uh, it's related to the Mario movie, and it's kind of sad. Um, You know Grant Kirkhope? Yes. He's the musician that wrote all the music for Donkey. Well, a lot of the music for Donkey Kong. Yes. And, and he actually wrote the original DK rap. It was his. Yes. And that rap is in the movie. It's performed by Seth Rogen, and it's literally his rap, mm. and he is completely uncredited for it.
0: Excellent. Which that's is just bullshit. Great news. Uh, yeah. Cheers,
1: Nintendo. All you had to do was put a line of text in there.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. But yeah. So that's been the show.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Well. Thanks everybody for Roll listening. Yeah, thanks everybody for <laughs> listening to uh, episode seventy-seven, of Sunfire Tavern. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunfire Tavern. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Sound what? SoundCloud, sound <laughs> iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Does iTunes and still exist? Us, I don't know, but you can send us your questions. Your comments, all right, all right, or it up. whatever you want, by using the form in the link below. Thanks Yay. for listening, everyone. Clark, do you have any final words?
1: Uh, uh, Abigavenny.
0: That's a great word. The
1: word. There you go. We'll my see final you. Word. Oh damn it! No, these are my final words. Oh, we'll
0: see it. you in the next episode, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. Good night. And Sleep Merry Easter. tight. And Merry Easter. Oh yeah, enjoy. Yeah. UK people, enjoy a four-day weekend. Alright, bye. Yeah, baby. Bye, 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 bye. Bye. bye.